0: everyone, welcome to the Lifted Podcast. I'm your host, Helen Denham, and this is a place for us to talk about what we're doing every day to raise our vibration and understand ourselves more deeply as energetic beings and co-creators. All right, I'm so happy to be sharing this episode with you all today. A couple weeks ago, I sat down with my buddy, Ali Ofstedal, who also lives in Topanga Canyon. I met her for the first time like six or seven months ago when I moved to Topanga. She was one of the first girlfriends I made and she's so welcoming and warm and wonderful. And I literally call her an angel. And, you know, I know that term is overused, but she's literally an angel. She's got the most welcoming, like high vibrational energy and uh, she's a quantum healer. She's a guide and she's an intuitive astrologer. And she really is here to help women connect to their highest selves and their soul and create lasting change within their lives. So she helps us navigate that through this informative inward journey of self-discovery. And she brings in astrology and quantum and intuitive healing to do that. And I know that she's also studying shamanism right now, and she's going through this really beautiful transformation around that. Um, but she is the real deal. I really look up to her both as like a woman in business and also just a person who's so grounded and has really done the work to heal. Um, you know, we're all going to go through pretty traumatic experiences to one degree or another, but, uh, it's really up to us to choose how we heal from that and how we move forward. And Allie really sets a beautiful example of how to do that and be a guide for us. So I can't wait for you guys to hear this conversation. While you're listening, you can find her on Instagram at Allie Ofstedal, and I'm at Helen Denham underscore. So slide into the DMs, let us know what you're learning. And along the way, if you feel like a friend might benefit from this information, feel free, please do send it along. And of course, thank you so, so much for being here. It's really an honor and a privilege to be able to speak with you like this every Wednesday. So thank you again. And I'll talk to you on the flip side. How do you like to start your day off? Do you have any rising rituals or routines that you go to?
1: Oh yeah. So I am an air being. I have mostly air and fire in my chart. So I'm very celestial. So I need to start every day grounding. That's just a requirement. I do a lot of astral traveling in the middle of the night, um, doing a lot of healing, healing other people. Mm-hmm. And so it's, uh, it's really important for me to right when I wake up ground, because I do feel you know, like right when I wake up, I can start feeling things. And I know that, you know, it's probably not mine or if it is, if it's something that needs to be moved. So usually before I even open my eyes, I am doing my grounding meditation. And sometimes I even do a healing on myself and just really work with the energy and move things because our dream space is such a powerful time, you know, and, and there's a lot happening. And so um, while we're also resting our physical body, a lot of a lot of parts of us are actually not there in doing work and, and, and participating in other things. So it's been really important for me to truly start that day ground, grounded. Mm-hmm. And then I notice throughout the day if I don't do it or if there's something, you know, if, if I don't do it as fully or is, um, is with, with as much intention that I'm just a space cadet. You know, mm-hmm. I'm kind of just like flying through the day and I'm clumsy and I'm running into things. That's a good way to know you're not in your body. So it's, yeah, that, that process has been huge and it really led me to where I'm at now, which is... Um, embodiment, you know, because really truly grounding and, and coming back to the body and our connection to earth is, uh, is embodiment. It's why we're here, you know? So that's, that's been the most profound practice for me. And then uh, I usually have, I mean, I dream about coffee <laughs> because <laughs> I love it so much, but my nervous system has been begging me to take a break. And yeah. so I took a break a few months ago. So now I'm just doing, Uh, I usually make a little tonic because I like something warm in the morning and then going outside and trying to get sun on my face right Mm -hmm. away, in my eyes, Um, taking Arlo Bear my dog for a little walk and then I start my day. So I usually try to get up pretty pretty early but and then the evenings, I am am an old grandma. I'm like (laughs) literally a geriatric and I start right when the sun goes down which of course living, trying to live by the seasons as much as possible. So the days are starting to get longer. So my days are longer, you Mm -hmm. know, and my evenings are a little bit shorter, but, uh, right when the sun goes down, I start winding down, you know? And so the winters are, I'm true bear. I'm hibernating really, (laughs) but I, I light my candles. I try to live by candlelight as much as possible and, um, really just kind of come back to home, come back to this earth, come back to why we're here, uh, simplify as much as possible mm-hmm. um, because we that's yeah I just truly believe the more we can come back to the basics the physical existence um, really anchor into our physical forms which is a whole a whole thing, you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, the more mm-hmm. we can do that and really simplify and it, it's, it's going to lead to a lot, a lot healthier life, you know? Yeah. So absolutely. Okay. There's so many things I want to touch <laughs> on with you there.
0: I'm curious about what your meditation practice looks like. Like when you meditate, is it silence?
1: Are you drumming? Like what does your meditation practice look like? Yeah. Oh, I love that question. And it's actually pretty fluid and it has changed and shifted over the years for sure because it's, you know, I've, I've just been a, kind of a different person throughout the years as well, meeting different things. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always a grounding component because I, I'm i trained in intuitive healing and that for me is, spiritual hygiene is imperative. I think if you do this work, if you, I mean, really, honestly, we're all highly empathic and, and sensitive beings and so, and I'm hypersensitive and have been since I was a little kid, but uh, if you're an empathic and sensitive person in this world, it's a chaotic world, and so it's really, really important to know um, to have energetic boundaries, to know what's yours and what isn't, um, to ground into the body, to to have to form that connection with Mother Earth that's always available to us. So, yeah. So specifics, um, and what what I do with clients typically is always a ground. That's what we always start with is grounding, and it just kind of brings them back to mother earth and on our connection with her uh i use a grounding cord meditation that i you know have used for myself for many years and then i um is that like a visualization like tying yourself to earth yeah like, mm-hmm. yep exactly and so it's yeah so i, I usually do sometimes i'll hop i'll pop on a guided meditation by one of my favorite teachers or something yeah. you know but i love to just allow myself to my soul to guide me essentially and so usually just, um, visual, visualization mm-hmm. and quiet and, um, sitting up or laying down. Uh, I love, I think we're, we can meditate in a million different ways, but that grounding for me is always so huge. And then I always run my energy. So that means that I'm connecting into the earth. So, and this is, this is sort of intuitive healing, but also my shamanic roots as well of like, really, we are that rainbow bridge between the earth and the sky, mm-hmm. you know? So grounding into the earth. Grounding into this physical plane, um, being a human on this planet, really anchoring in with that grounding cord at the bottoms of our feet and at our root chakra, and then uh, reaching for the sky as well. So connecting to source, connecting mm-hmm. to you know whatever higher belief you have, uh, running that through my crown mm-hmm. to kind of clear everything out. And that energy, that setting that intention is clearing all of my chakras. And so that's what I do with clients first thing always is, is run their energy do the clearing. Um, and then throughout the day, I kind of do my own little meditations as well. I really am loving somatic work a lot right now. Um, breathing, just having like a lot of intention around the breath, around movement, um, noticing my hands and feet. So Mm -hmm. I know this is a very broad example as far as meditation, but I truly believe we can meditate in many different ways on Mm -hmm. walks, you know? So Um, but I do, I do love just kind of allowing my soul to kind of guide me through. Yeah. And anchoring yourself. And for people who don't know, you've got this like angel energy and like it's your,
0: your crown is like so open. And I know you, (laughs) you talk about this sometimes too. Like you were talking about this on your Instagram, like wearing a hat to kind of like protect your energy. And like, I, I really, it makes sense that you, you know, need these grounding rituals specifically. Um, I also love what you're talking about with you know, leaving our bodies and going into the astral world Mm -hmm. while we sleep and needing to reconnect with our bodies at the beginning of the day again. So what is your experience with the dream world been like? Mm -hmm. Um, Do you do dream work and do you
1: set an intention before you go to sleep? And how do you perceive the astral world? Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is, this is interesting because I've always had, I've always had like sort of prophetic dreams and I have not, I've not really gone there yet like dream work is something that i'm I'm intrigued by mm-hmm. um and actually you know my my ex-husband who, who i was with most of my 20s would have very prophetic dreams and would and when mm. th- things would materialize and, and happen and you know it kind of freaked him out but for me i was like this is rad you know uh but someone who i love her work is Toca turner and she really has some beautiful information about dream work um but I, I'm starting to get more into it. I'm starting to, I, I know that I travel when I sleep. I've always had, I'm a very active sleeper. So I call them um, night scares that I've had ever since I was in my teens. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as a child, I was always hypersensitive. So I was always having like paralyzing dreams. Um, Like sleep paralysis? Sleep sleep paralysis where I would see spirit because I I do Mm. have a a deep connection to spirit that I kind of shut off, you know, when I was little because it was scary. Um, But yeah, I would wake up in the middle of the night and I would see things. And literally my eyes were awake or my eyes were open. I was, you know, could see it. And then it would just slowly sort of dissolve. And most of the time it was spiders. So this very fascinating connection and... Um, I mean, this is such a long story, but it, it, I realized my mom and I have the same dream and it's, we see a spider and it's either there's many spiders or there's one in the corner, you know, with a web and it was calling me and I'm, I do work with, I, you know, do shamanic work. So animal spirit is, has always been so present with me. Um, hawks and spiders and, and now even more so the animal spirit comes, um, it's just wild how yeah. it's showing and, up. In Topanga. Things. I mean, <laughs> I mean Topanga. you've got all these beautiful Cooper's Hawks, like, yeah. right out here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so the, the, the message of the spider was calling me home. It was mm-hmm. calling me home to, to my shamanic work. It was calling me home to uh, heal the female lineage of my family. Mm-hmm. And around that same time, when I started having those dreams, I also had a past life regression where I was with my grandmother who had already passed. And she said, you're here to he- heal your female female lineage. At that time, I was like, "What does that even mean? What does lineage even mean?" <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I know because it's I do womb work with women. I do, I've done a lot of womb work and, and um, ancestral work with myself and my family. And so, uh, my mom and I having that connection was really calling because the the spider is feminine, feminine energy. So it was calling me home to this work, to shamanism, to soul work, and. Were you scared of spiders as a kid? Was it frightening yeah. to you, or was it normal feeling? It was scary? frightening, and mm-hmm. they. I actually still am quite frightened by them. It's like the one thing I'm not really afraid of snakes, or but spiders and tarantulas. Like mm-hmm. that's my one thing that it just you know freaks me out. But I appreciate them because I know that their 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 medicine is is always. I mean, we're I'm so connected to spiders. So one shows up on my wall. I'm like, okay, what do you have for me? Uh-huh, you know. Uh-huh. But yeah, so the dream space and then the astral plane. I think. You know we're we're just multidimensional beings, and we have, you know, time isn't linear, so we're existing in many dimensions all at once, and so our soul is is experiencing so many things at the same time. And this is, of course, like you know, such a deep conversation, mm-hmm. quantum, the quantum realm. But um, I think that the work we do, we I don't I don't think that we realize how much work we're actually doing outside of our physical bodies, yeah. and pretty incredible work. The things I see with clients, you know, they're working on the grids and you know, all of this stuff, it's just, it's incredible. And so we should give ourselves some credit <laughs> because we really are pretty incredible. And yeah. I think we kind of get locked into just, which is good too, to be present, but also getting locked into just this one physical form and realizing that we're so multidimensional. Mm-hmm. And, um, do you think it's a practice of awareness
0: and and how do we connect with ourselves outside of our body? Like, do you know what I mean? How can we access this realm and work with it so that yeah. we can call of our all of our energy back to
1: us when we need it and also allow ourselves to explore like what does that look like? Yeah, I love that you brought that up because I actually for for clients who I know travel a lot when they sleep, which many of mine do because I I do get a lot of quite celestial clients that mm-hmm. come to me. Um but I really encourage them number one to set intentions before they go to bed. So you mentioned that earlier, setting an intention and saying, you know, Whatever work I do, I want to come back whole when I wake up in the morning. So from the morning, the minute I wake up in the morning, I am back in my body. All of the parts of me, all of my power is back. But then a piece of the, the meditation that I do each morning is that I, I bring, I call all of my power back as well. And so you kind of, something that easy for people you know who are listening is just, you know, imagine this golden sun above your crown and just set the intention to call all of your power back from wherever you've left it dimensions, relationships, experiences, conversations, and just watch as it gathers into this golden sun and then just bring that through your crown and let it like really feel it, mm-hmm. you know, like let it like seep into your cells, like all the way in your bones, you know, just like feel into that warmth and just know that you're whole, mm-hmm. you know, but just make sure you it, it's intentional, you know, and yeah. um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely, I think setting the intention, but also really... You, you could set the intention, too, to remember your dreams. You exactly. Know? That's and what so... I, I love about the
0: dream spaces because it's like, like you were saying, we are in so many places without even realizing it. But as we set the intention to remember, we're like, whoa, yeah. what was going on um, in my dreams? Yes. And uh, my mom taught my sister and I to lucid dream when we were kids. And it's been one of the top spiritual transformations like of my life is to oh. to work with dreams because it's like, it's, it's like proof that we are spiritual beings having a physical experience and that uh, we can alter our realities and and of course if we're waking up in a dream if our consciousness is activated or we're astral traveling it's a complete separation from the body and i think Absolutely. that's why people get sleep paralysis like you did when yeah. you were a kid is like you you're just not in your body
1: yet totally. like you're literally away from it yeah Uh, So it's fascinating. It is. And Mm -hmm. I think many of us live detached from our bodies and there's so many ways to look at that. We can call it dissociation as far as like trauma work. Mm -hmm. And that's what I do a lot with clients is working on the integration of self because I have had, I think of course our deepest wounding is our greatest medicine, right? And for me, I've lived most of my life detached and dissociated uh, because I am such a sensitive being and I have lived many lives in other realms and other dimensions that coming into this physical form was jarring for me, you know? And so as a kid, it was just overwhelming. Everything was quite overwhelming. And then, you know, so what, what happens and what trauma is essentially is, and if you look at it in the shamanic sense, it's a fragmentation. Um, if you look at it, you know, like as far as like psychotherapy and stuff like that, it's the same, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's working with the nervous system. But as far as, um, As far as trauma, you know, it can be very, very small or, you know, small for our adult selves to think of as as children. But, you know, when we form those dissociative patterns and those, um, the patterns of detachment, like you're saying, and we're traveling at night and then we don't have the proper intention to come back to the body, Mm -hmm. then we're living completely fragmented, Mm -hmm. you know, so the work that I love to do with people, which is the has been my journey, is coming back. Yeah, the journey back home. You know, and yeah. it's and it's really the integration of self and pulling in all of these parts, and it's it's a process because when we have this fragmentation that occurs or this trauma, um, it's our subconscious can't differentiate what between what's happening now and what's happened before. Mm, and so when yeah. we when we're pinged when we have this um, these traumatic experiences that are pinged and we're having these kind of patterns that keep re- showing up, you know, in our present moment. So say for example, it's, you know, relationships, it's this an anxious attachment, for example, mm-hmm. for, in a relationship. It's um it potentially could be pinging an abandonment from early childhood. Maybe um, a traumatic birth experience, a C-section, or it could be, you know, that your mother had to go away for a long period of time. And as a child, that's survival, right? Mm-hmm. Like we can't differentiate between what's, um, you know, if like your mother leaving is is death, you know, because yep. that's that's your source, that's your source of safety mm-hmm. and food and all of that. So um, when we have that pinged in the present moment, what happens is that. Uh, this pattern keeps reoccurring but if we can go back to that piece that fragmentation that this is deep soul work Mm -hmm. but when we can do that then we can bring it back home and actually integrate it back into our physical form so we heal the pattern we heal that that trauma um, and integrate it so it doesn't become this reoccurring present moment pattern you know and so it's 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 intense work and it's it's but it's profound because it's it requires you to feel absolutely (laughs) We'll keep
0: being faced with these triggers until we do the work which is such an interesting part about observing uh both the romantic relationships that we choose and Mm -hmm. our and the people who surround us like I always have to think about if I'm ever anxious or overwhelmed like who whose energy do I have with me is it (sighs) mine and then I'll I'm like whoa this is not mine and and just like let it go and shake it off and like you know empower myself in that way but yeah, I love what you're saying about anxious attachment. We're talking about this at the cafe the other day. We're talking about our past partners, and I was like, I still this this guy still kind of triggers me. And I was like, I think I'm secure. <laughs> we walk. I was like, nobody's secure. And as I walk pat, you know, back and look at my relationship with my parents, I realized that I mirrored uh, my issues with my parents in that relationship, and I, you know, was excited by him. Uh, because it, it brought up that need for healing mm-hmm. and it's still something it, I can work through this for a couple of years, you know, uh, to, to work through that and make sure that that pattern doesn't reoccur. Totally. I was just listening to this interview yesterday and somebody was talking about, you know, when we get into partnerships for the first time, if there's this like crazy like love obsession, mm-hmm. it's usually a trauma bond. A trauma bond. Um, it's, yeah. and, and when you're really at ease with somebody and it's like two hands coming together, you know, you're in alignment, but, yeah. um. Yeah, because our society talks so much, and we see it in movies, like yeah, that the crazy love, like mm. the, and I, there's something beautiful to that too. But it, it, it's very interesting to look at it through this lens of the shamanic work that you're doing, mm. and be like, okay, what's actually happening here? Oh, it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. I know,
1: and it's it's so fascinating because I am so interested in looking at it from a holistic, like, you know, 360 viewpoint because. I see it in the shamanic way. I see it in, which is soul work, right? Which Mm -hmm. is that, that trauma bonding and well the soul connections and the karmic connections and all that. And even with the astrology I do, it's very shamanic in that sense as well. It's soul, soul astrology. Um, But then when you look at it from like this physical plane, you know, the subconscious or survival brain, which is archaic, Mm -hmm. you know, which is um, literally the brain that has kept us like surviving for, you know, thousands and thousands of years and so that's that's quite archaic and that it it perceives you know it perceives things and it's formed in you know the earliest years 0 to 7 and then it just kind of essentially those neural pathways are formed and then it just keeps repeating mm-hmm. you know in different mm-hmm. ways and so you're right it is a magnetic like a resonance you know as far as what we're calling in because our soul wants to evolve mm-hmm. you know so our soul is like we comes to this life truly to evolve and to have the human experience because it, yeah. even though it's really intense right now to be human, it's also apparently there's like a waiting list for Earth. Yeah, right. Which I hear, is, I know, which is it's very, pretty rad. It's very special that we get to be here. It is. I was talking about
0: that with Colin this morning. Just like, you know, coming to a point where the pain of life is um, beautiful because we can come to it with a curiosity and mm-hmm. be like, how is this, you know, helping me to evolve as a human? Because we don't evolve just out of joy and out of peace we evolve through pain when we're pushed up against a wall and it it forces us to really look at ourselves through this lens of like who am i and who do i want to become and how can i be compassionate and hold myself while i get shaken up like this yeah um because we're still like this is something i'm working on too is like looking at everybody like a child. Like we're all just little kids. We are. Trying to survive. And then we just our bodies age. And it's well, like, it's so true. We're still these innocent, like, people that are deeply sensitive and Yeah. We're
1: and we're operating from our inner child, for mm-hmm. sure. And so uh, what I've I've realized especially too um, over the last, you know, few years is that when we have that ping, you know, that that, that traumatic experience pinged or we have these mm-hmm. patterns that we're looking at and so Sorry, it must be Trash Day in Topanga. Oh, no, oh, no, it's fine. <laughs> um, when we have those pinged, what's really coming to the surface is our, is our inner child mm-hmm. because the subconscious is formed zero to seven, right? So it is our inner child. And so those young parts that are longing for recognition, for, for nurturing what they didn't receive then, we can rewire our experience here in the present moment. Um, and so I think this life is a dance between our inner child and our adult selves, and how much are we in our, our adult? And mm-hmm. especially for women, there's this beautiful threshold we cross between maiden and mother, where we step into the mothering of ourselves, mm-hmm. you know. And that that's different for everyone, but that's kind of where I'm at too. Is is how can I how can I really step in as a, as my adult self? Like reparenting. Oh, totally yourself. reparenting. Yeah. Absolutely. And then also, you know, really anchoring into the mother aspect because we do have, of course when I say integration of self, I mean all of it, you know, it's like, we have our inner child, we have all of our years that we've been on this planet. And then we eventually become the crone, but the crone still has all the maiden and the mother aspects, you know? So it really is just an integration rather than, um, it's interesting because I think the human experience is an integration of all of our parts, but it's also a shedding of everything that's not authentic to us, Mm -hmm. you know? So the journey Mm -hmm. is like, bringing the parts home that are real and that are meant to be here a remembering. And it's also a shedding, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's that death and rebirth cycle too, you know? So, Mm -hmm. um, because we, what's interesting about being human is that we pick up all these pieces that aren't ours and we pick up these, this, these layers and these, these heavy weighted like coats and cloaks of conditioning that we've been told, this is how you should be. This is how you should look. This is what you should do for a living. And we wear all of that. And then we're also missing all these parts that are actually us, Mm -hmm. you know? And so when we come to this life with this soul blueprint, which is so perfect, like our soul blueprint, our astrology, our natal chart, um, is wired perfectly Mm -hmm. to have the experiences we're meant to have here. And it's this incredible toolbox that we have, you know, and it's all of our pieces. And when we come and we're born into this life, then... We're basically told, yeah, that's not right. You know, don't work with that. Let's actually just work with this completely contrived, you know, system that's actually not going to work very well for you because it's not authentic. So what I like to do with clients is like, how can we get closer to that, that Mm -hmm. soul blueprint? That's where we need to be because this is perfect. Without all that imprinting.
0: Yeah, the imprinting. Yeah, and you know, it makes so much sense as to why it's so important for us to curate our environments and the people around us and the media that we consume, Mm -hmm. the books we read, the places that we see and are around, like, because it's who we kind of become and like whose attachments we take on or like the narrative that we build, unless we're like, you know, super strong in our awareness, but still like, yeah, it's a great chance to take a look at like, what is already in our life that's imprinting on us right now and Mm -hmm. how to kind of cleanse that field. It's amazing. Um, I love what you're talking about with our blueprint, too, as well. And I want to get into astrology with you a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Like, so you practice evolutionary astrology. Mm-hmm. And I'm so new to astrology that I don't really know the difference between that. And then there's... What are the other kinds of
1: astrology that people study? Oh, well, there's there's many different kinds. I mean, there's Vedic astrology. Yeah. Um, but it's really... This is a, this is a Western astrology. But right. it is rooted in... Um, it's rooted in the the belief that we are a soul, you know, that we're a soul that comes and travels throughout lifetimes. And so um, we're essentially a soul having a human experience. And um, it, it's so funny because I, being a manifesting generator, which I'm sure your listeners are familiar with human design as well, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's becoming more and more, you know, yeah. apparent and yeah. um, talked about, which is so cool, but I'm so... Interested in so many different things, but really it all kind of comes back to the same work and it's all soul work, you know so whether it's shamanism, or, you know, my intuitive healing or Astrology like I kind of incorporate it all together because it is it come it's really just coming back to the soul blueprint mm-hmm. and um, What's really neat about especially evolutionary astrology is because it is soul astrology and so it works with um, It works with the idea that we are, you know, we reincarnate incarnate into this form uh, to have the human experience, the soul blueprint, so our natal birth chart is a snapshot of the sky when we're born, and what that does is it's a roadmap and essentially a blueprint for our lives. And so it is a living, breathing system in mm-hmm. that you know we have this this soul blueprint, this birth chart, um, but then we also have life that happens, and so it's constantly our natal chart is constantly interacting and alchemizing with the world. So just like we do, right? So mm-hmm. we shift and change. Um, And so when I work with clients, I work with uh, their soul blueprint, which tells me where they've been past lives. Um, It tells me the energy that they're bringing into this life. I work a lot with the nodes. So what their comfort zone is, kind of their wiring system, their their toolbox. And we really work with that in order to create the change that they want in their lives. And so it's funny because when I work with people, they're like, this is really interesting astrology. I've never had an astrology reading (laughs) like this. I'm like... Yeah, it's, it is different because I, you know, we could talk about your sun sign all day, but you could also read that in the back of Cosmo, yep. you know, like, which is fine too. It's totally cool with whatever you want to dive into. But I work with people who are, who really want to do this soul work, who want to shift and change not only just the present moment, but their lineage, their ancestry, like how, I mean, you can change seven generations back and mm. seven generations forward with this type of work. And so Um, we like, so I usually start out and we go through the framework of their chart. So kind of there's their soul blueprint, their natal chart, what the sky looked like when they were born, their innate wiring and how we can work with that. Mm -hmm. But then I also like to incorporate, of course, okay, what's manifesting in this present moment we have. I don't know when this will come out, but we have an eclipse. We're we're in eclipse, the eclipse portal right now. Mm. We have an eclipse happening on May 26th. We just left a really intense full moon in Scorpio. So I look at what's happening right now and then knowing what transits are coming. Wait, did you say the 26th is
0: the portal or the eclipse?
1: Yeah, so... Okay, that's crazy, Ali, because
0: I'm like, it probably is going to be syncing up because the podcast starts again on the 19th, which is Collins, and then you're on the 26th. Stop. Literally. That's amazing. No, I know. I just was like, I need to do that in my head because there's so much of this going on right now. It's crazy hey there just popping in for a second to tell you about my new offering cultivating confidence this is an online self-mastery course that i've been developing over the last few months but i honestly feel like i've been working on this for my entire life (laughs) and i'm so happy and i'm so grateful to be at a point now where i'm really able to share this with the women in my community So it's an online go at your own pace course with eight modules, and it includes EFT tapping, guided visualization, meditations, affirmations, transformational workbook prompts, goal setting, developing a daily practice, and so much more good stuff. I've really included actionable steps in every single module for you so that you are really doing the work. And you're going to discover a lot about yourself through doing this. It's really amazing what happens when we invest in ourselves and show up for ourselves. It's a way of communicating to ourselves that we love ourselves and that we believe in ourselves. So if you're ready to look into this and you're ready to take the next step and really step into the next version of yourself and align with that highest version of yourself, this might be just the thing for you. So you can go to HelenDenham.com to check that out and you'll see a link for the course and let me know if you have any questions but thank you so much for listening and back to our conversation
1: well happy eclipse everyone yeah. <laughs> happy eclipse and i i'm sending you all the best this is a big one um and eclipses are always big of course but that's yeah that's um that's what i like to do is really working with okay what do we have um You know what? What? How can we work with your your tool set? Because we all have our own innate tool set. Like a Pisces is not meant to be a Leo. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So how can we work with what you have going on? Your innate wiring, really pull away that conditioning, strip that away, and then work with what you have. Um, And then also uh, work with the energy that's manifesting right now. Because you know it's a full moon in Scorpio is going to hit everyone differently depending on their chart, depending on their life experiences. So. It's interesting because it's kind of a holistic approach because we aren't just a Leo. We aren't just a Libra. We are a soul mm-hmm. that has a unique blueprint and we have not only that, but we have past life experiences and then we have experiences within this life mm-hmm. which inform how we navigate the world, you know? So yeah. yeah, I love that because I think a lot of people who
0: are newer to astrology mm-hmm. get maybe attached to their sun sign or their rising and moon and like identify with that in one way or the other, or like, I I know a lot of Geminis and Scorpios get very self-conscious about having that (laughs) as like a primary, but like, they're such beautiful signs, and um, and as a Cancer, I think everybody has like little um, ideas about what their sign means, and um, this really helps to unravel and, like you said, give a holistic view of, like, what your, your blueprint is and not
1: get into the conditioning of, like, you know, it's just more conditioning yeah. that goes along with everything. Oh, you're yeah. so right, and I know that astrology does actually kind of, like, um, repel some people because of the, because of the boxes, because mm-hmm. of... And we don't need more boxes, you know? We're right. moving out of that world, that realm, that sort of 3D-boxed um, patriarchy, and we're moving into a very expansive way of life. And so that's that's kind of what I've done is created a new form of astrology, which is just it's systems and cycles. And we, we all live within that. You know, every moment, essentially life is made up of cycles. And so our cells are regenerating constantly. It's a mm-hmm. death and rebirth cycle always. There's always an opportunity to harness transformation within each moment. Yeah. So we don't have to put ourselves into these boxes and say, you know, I'm, um, I'm a Capricorn, so I'm always going to be a workhorse. You know, it's like, no, this is, you're not just a Capricorn. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're very complex and you're multi-dimensional and you're actually very layered. And so I, um, I always sort of in the beginning stride away from astrology for that reason as well. But then once I didn't really have a choice, it just came into my life and was like, you're doing this. So have fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it just downloaded in and that the rest is history. But, uh, I agree. I think there's, there's so much. For me it's it's a tool of awareness and it's empowerment. Yes. You know, because it's like, okay, this is who I am, I can step into it and fully embrace it now and how can I actually work with it? Yeah. You know, to become the best version of myself. Right. I wanted to ask you too, do you plan like life events around
0: what is happening in your chart sometimes? Like, do you kind of project, like, what's about to come
1: and, and make moves depending on that? Yeah, yeah, sometimes, uh, if I'm organized enough to look at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm also, like I said, a lot of air and fire, so I kind of just live or very just intuitively. Or it just syncs up as it should. Yes. Because, like, I've yes, just been noticing, yes. like, with the moon
0: and everything, we were talking about this earlier, like, how synchronized things feel specifically right now. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, I could almost plan this to look at the sky and, like, Release certain things based on my alignment, totally. but it's almost you don't really need to if you're in alignment as it is. It's gonna I happen. I love
1: that you brought that up because that's something I talk to people about always. In each of my sessions, I'm like, listen, this is this is not meant to complicate your life more. Mm-hmm. This is meant to actually create ease. Yes. You know, and so um, I do. You know, with clients, we'll start talking. You know, people I work with consistently, uh, we'll talk about. Okay, I know that this eclipse is coming up because eclipses are rather karmic, and so. They're jarring, and especially Uranus transits, things like that I look for in Pluto transits because that's where significant overhaul happens, like significant life shifts. But in general, I notice a lot of my clients who are really tuned in, who are doing their work, their their meditations, their, um, they're in alignment, mm-hmm. and that I see them already working with the energy. So as long yeah. as, like exactly what you said, as long as you're living life... In alignment as long as you're, you know, listening to the pings, you're in touch with your intuition. That's how I know you're really working with your chart because mm-hmm. things just align up. Yeah, it's literally our chart is our intuition, mm-hmm. which is so fascinating. Oh, I love that. It's it doesn't yeah, sound like it's like
0: it's kind of trippy from there, too. It's like It's a a conversation, too, about predestination and, and like, an intention as a soul coming into this experience, like, from somewhere else, which Mm -hmm. is kind of the great mystery of life. And maybe we have some kind of amnesia coming in, and that's why we call it an act of remembering. Absolutely. Is to come back to that and why past lives are so fun to look at, but I don't know where I was going with that little tangent. But just, like, coming in with that knowing is so exciting to think about. And it's, like, endless. This is the beauty of life. Like, we're never really gonna have this like one moment where it's like oh all the answers yeah which is why it's so fun to unravel this and oh i know what i was gonna touch on too is like the way that you're talking about viewing astrology as a tool and like as an expansive opportunity is like exactly how life goes and how we choose to perceive our surroundings it can either be fear-based or love and trust based and i think we're really being tested here what the whole world is being tested what are you going to perceive what choice are you going to make um, for how you live your life. Are you going to cower in fear or are
1: you going to step into your power and, and trust that it's all going to be okay? For sure. We're, we're going through a collective dark night of the soul. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I talked a lot about that last year because I felt that so deeply that uh, especially with you know the Pluto the Pluto retrogrades, um, the significant... We, we've hit a threshold. You know, we've all... I love it because it's always as above, so, low, so below. So as a collective, we've hit a threshold... And then each one of us in our individual lives are hitting thresholds and consistently hitting thresholds where we're being asked uh, to make big choices, and because we do have free will, uh, our choices are always are always, you know, forming our reality. You mm-hmm. know, so um, and I, I do truly believe that we, um, like you said, we do experience amnesia when we come here, and so it is a remembering, but it's also. I think a big part of what we're seeing right now too, there's God, there's so much to say about this, but there's such a big split happening and it's people who are um, choosing to live in that frequency of fear and people who are choosing not to. Mm-hmm. But I do want to say as well, I'm not encouraging spiritual bypassing because right. that's something that has, I have done in the past and I see a lot of it in the spiritual community, a lot of it in the self-development community, even, um, you know, sort of this hijacking which is not a sustainable option, Mm -hmm. Um, we are meant to be anchored into our physical forms. We're meant to be living and feeling the full spectrum of emotions. Which includes fear. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is that we can't stay in that frequency. You right, because that's so.
0: suffering. Because pain is inevitable, but suffering right. becomes a choice. It's like, Exactly. And it's almost like addictive, I think. Because, you know, I remember being a depressed teenager, like clinically depressed. Mm-hmm. And like remembering the addictiveness of that sadness, like there's a comfort in it. Yes. so it's it's really interesting it's not so black and white it's like it, it to make the choice has to do with a lot of work like you gotta work and then realize that you even have a choice
1: well that's, the, that's thing. the thing yeah. yeah and it is um it is patterns and it's a lot of choices you know like you said it's addictive behavior and that's a root of god we can go so deep that this is where the soul work is is brilliant and you know even um trauma work and inner child work mm-hmm. which i kind of incorporate all of it into my work but it's um, let's go back to, to that addictive behavior because that in itself is a root, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So like, let's go back to the root attachment, of the addiction, yeah. attachment, exactly. It self-worth. all comes
0: down to self-worth, doesn't it? it? Yeah. Self-worth,
1: it. um, there's a few different core wounds, yeah. um, and, so, and worth is one of them for sure. So what we're seeing right now is the pinging of those core wounds. And so people are highly activated, mm-hmm. um, and triggered right now because we are going through those deep layers of this Chiron energy where we're processing and we are in a dark night of the soul as a collective and also as a as individuals. So I think the real choice and the most profound choice that we're given is, do you feel the feeling or do you bypass? Mm-hmm. And the more we bypass, the more we just, you know, sort of suppress and, and push back. But it always comes back around. You know, say you have a really tough breakup um, and you're feeling, of course, the grief. Because as humans, we're relational beings. Mm-hmm. When there's a loss, we feel grief. Um, it's easy to numb. It's easy to just go out with girlfriends and just start drinking and taking tequila shots and or hopping hopping onto Tinder right away and numbing with, you know, a replacement person. Uh but the real healing and the profound work is in the feeling. And mm. so when we can sit with that and you know, of mm-hmm. course Oh, our three our puppy's making sounds He's God. he knows I've been going through this because I went through a pretty tough breakup, but um I gave myself space to, to feel it. Like I knew I had to do this deep soul work. He kind of brought me down to my, my foundations in this descent. And so I sat with that grief and I felt it in my body and I, I let I let it be there, mm-hmm. you know? And that that's the choice. And then it's amazing. It sometimes takes seven minutes to process through a heavy emotion yeah. like that. So the more we can feel it, that's where the alchemy lies. And so the spiritual bypassing bothers me because it's, it's not just a shift in mindset because we can't only... That's fragmentation. We mm-hmm. can't just separate and say the mind can figure this out. The body needs to know that this is healed too. So it's really about the somatic work, the incorporation of both. But you're right. Um, I think that that the frequency of fear is truly a virus right now. And um, that's what's really holding us into this this locked pattern. But I think um, as we shift towards this work of knowing that we have the power to to heal ourselves, we and we don't give our power outside of ourselves. That's what this shift is all about. It's about you know the dismantling of the patri- patriarchy, which is a whole another thing. But so many things. Oh yeah, to talk about. and like just
0: allowing ourselves to be vulnerable and to be held by our community as we shift through this, and and to not be ashamed by the heaviness or the feelings, yes. because it's like, it's also pounded into women to be strong right now, and like and it's a it's a toxic masculinity thing. It's like be a strong man. But I think women are also experiencing that, like that we always need to be pillars of strength. And like, I think the strength is in vulnerability and like, and and reworking that whole narrative around how we experience grief, like you're talking about and and allowing ourselves to be seen through that um, where the healing is because yeah, I mean, Toxic positivity. It's oh. it's such a like a basic phrase, but I always try to be careful of that because I'm like you know saying something so black and white. Like you're making a choice. I mean, it comes after a lot yes. of processing. Absolutely. Um, and it's okay if you if you're scared to go there. It's 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 taken. It, I'm never you know we
1: gotta say I'm at the end of that because no. it's like a constant evolution. It's a journey of life. Yeah. We're, we're constantly in a death and rebirth, and the death is a descent. And so in you know in shamanism, the de- the death is is, or sorry, the descent and the death. That's where we go to the foundations. We go to the underworld. We go to those, you know, these deep corners of who we are because that's where the medicine is. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think, and this is a whole conversation as well, but I'm, I deeply value Francis Weller's work because he talks about grief and death. And the more we can incorporate that into our, into our society, into our culture and knowing that, there's so like teaching people truly how to grieve how to experience death and not just death like how we think of it is like death of a loved one or something but truly death of of parts of us Mm -hmm. of, of old selves um the more we can incorporate that and and not fear it and just really allow ourselves to grieve that's where i think that's where this true healing lies because we are a society that fears death so much we fear death we fear these lower vibration mm-hmm. emotions and really they're nothing to be feared they're just a, a reflection of of joy you know yeah. what i mean and so um it's it's really powerful when we can reframe it that way and like you said and go there but we're not conditioned to and mm-hmm. so for those of you who are feeling that you know really feeling the resistance or the or the fear of like you know okay after a breakup i don't want to just sit in my room you know and, and wallow in it but it takes some time to do that. It yeah. takes some wallowing. You know, it takes some time to, to process and um, but we don't we're not given the tools. And so that's that's really what I'm passionate about is, is allowing people the space and, and, and the collective space and the container to process this very deep work because yeah. it is very deep work. Yeah. You know.
0: I'm so glad you're talking about that too. I think one of the biggest things that I've been working through forever Is knowing that with a separation of a partnership or something that my worth is not you know I'm not devalued by that separation Mm. or you know that I'm imperfect in some way or constantly trying to prove myself to be above or better than it's like the great equalizer which and you know these relationships are our best teachers sometimes so I'm grateful for that medicine yeah I mean I think now it's like that's where my fear is personally coming in. That's what I'm working through now is like, how do I step into the next uh, partnership or the next relationship? You know, because that's where my my soul is. I'm, I feel it coming in and I'm preparing myself for it because I haven't been in partnership for a little over a year now. So I'm like, okay, what's going to come up this time? What do I need to transmute before I allow somebody to come in? Um, and we were talking about this earlier. The fear of being seen is coming through um, and just allowing ourselves to be vulnerable and show who we are to our core and just open ourselves up and like
1: that also opens you up for rejection so (laughs) it's it's so that's the thing it's so funny you said that because I and I just knowing you and what you're what you're navigating it's always everything is always a reflection of our inner work right our Mm -hmm. outer experience so you're, you yourself, you're crossing a big threshold of is who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, you've, you've shifted so much in your life and you know, your work is changing and you're evolving and, and, and so you are opening up into this next, you're crossing a threshold, you're up-leveling mm-hmm. into this next level and version of you and so there is death associated with that. You're yeah. like letting go of old parts of, of how you showed up before, of who you were, um, but as you step into this next layer, what I notice for myself when I do that, there's a lot of fear there's a lot of fear and you can feel that vibration, but really anxiety and fear are essentially our subconscious brain trying to keep us safe. And so it's really actually a very good sign because it's like, Ooh, I'm growing because that cracking open is very uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. but that's where the expansion is. But the cracking open is, is very threatening to our subconscious or survival. Yeah, It's like an
0: existential crisis because like, uh, you know, we get attached to labels or, or certain things that like make us who we are, quote unquote, like, you know, I always uh, would say like people like, what do you do for, you know, for fun or a living or whatever? And I would give a completely different answer a year ago than I would today. Totally. So it's like, really, I am changing and yes. it happens kind of slowly. But at the same time, I look back, I'm like, okay, I just went through a lot. And I think a lot, all of us have this year to
1: some degree, because we've been forced to go inward. Totally. Yeah. We've, the, <laughs> the dark night of the soul that we've experienced on a collective level has been certainly felt within as well and we were all having big and little deaths all the time and very very intense astrological transits that are requiring that soul work that very deep core wound work Mm -hmm. um even past life work it's what i'm seeing with clients is is profound transformation i'm just blown away every time i sit down and this is you know because i do astrology but i also do my healing sessions and within those i'm just the, the amount of healing that's available to us right now because of the depth that we're at so the deeper you go into this descent this dark night of the soul the more medicine is available to us and mm-hmm. so you know we all kind of fear that but also it's like if we can really harness the power of this transformative time then that's it's incredible so like you know as you as you enter this next phase of you you've you've given yourself that space to do this inner work and that's as we go into the descent and we do that inner work and that, it that expansion at the descent also creates expansion at the top. So it's like the deeper mm-hmm. our roots, the higher our branches mm. reach, you yeah. know? So it's like the more inner work we're doing, the more expansion we're creating in mm-hmm. our field and we're calling in. So I always feel, I feel right now for a lot of people, they're very uncomfortable and, you know, going through a lot, like, you know, navigating some pretty dark stuff. Um, but that is where the magic lies because there's going to be so much expansion on the other side and it's already there, you know? So
0: I know. And I keep remembering that it's just so important to like circling all the way back to the beginning of our conversation, like ground yourself and give Mm. yourself the space to feel that, um, without any distractions. You know, I, I just love recently just going on walks and talking to myself out loud and just like, that's how I've been processing, Just talk, talk, talk. And I'm like, whoa, this is what's going on. It's all bubbling up, like, right now. Like, this is... Because we're sitting on so much that we might not even be aware of until we give ourselves the space to let it emerge and transmute. And, like, like, for me, I guess meditation is simply allowing the chatter to flow through until I enter a place of, like, okay, I've kind of, like, emptied my
1: cup now. Totally. Yeah. I love that you said that because it does... It circles back to why we came here. Mm -hmm. And we came here to be human. Mm -hmm. And what... In order to be human, we have to be in our bodies. Yeah. And so I see meditation as a coming back a yeah. coming back home um, and grounding into this physical existence, this physical plane, this physical form, um, connecting to Mother Earth because she's the great transmuter. Yeah. So whatever you can release to her through that grounding cord, you are. You're creating space. You're clearing. And also you're turning, returning home to the body. Yeah. And that's where the soul work is. So... I see a lot of people running throughout the world and they're fast and they're like, they're not taking time to meditate and they're actually getting sick because there's all of this within the body that's stored mm-hmm. um, where all of this trauma, all of these experiences that we've had that are calling and, and like begging for us to come back home to be processed. Um, and that's why we have like a lot of illness because dis-ease. it's disease because yeah. it's literally creating disease in the body Um, Because it's calling us back home to our soul work. Mm. So that's also why embodiment is so triggering and why you do have almost like a very dark experience when you start doing embodiment work. Mm. Because when you come home and you anchor into those lower chakras where our deepest fears, our core wounds, our abandonment wounds, all that's stored down there, our relationship trauma. When we start doing that lower chakra work, that's why it's important to have a container and you know, because like even
0: when we stretch, like even if you do a hip opener, like we, (laughs) I I, like always cry with a hip opener and I'm like, Oh, well that's just my lower chakra, my root chakra getting activated and releasing. And like such a beautiful reminder to keep our bodies moving or just like pay attention to our bodies and give them the space to stretch it out. Because that's, I feel like where ancestral trauma can be released too, because it's in our cells and our DNA and, um, I was talking about this earlier with Colin too, like as I'm I'm on this journey to just kind of like treat my body better, maybe lose a little extra weight or just like, and I feel that coming off my body and I, I've become very emotional. And I'm like, why am I so emotional? It's because I'm losing uh, cells that have memory in them while I'm going through this uh, transition with my body. Like that's why I think um, intentional fasting can be really transformative too because like your cells are carrying memory (laughs) and they're being released and it's intense. And that's why I think like body transformation is so powerful. It
1: is. Yeah, absolutely. And our, our, our bodies are so carry so much memory and information and you're right. And then going to like the lower chakras, the sacral work, the womb work, especially for women, we carry in our womb, the imprints of our, at least our great grandmothers, you know, Mm -hmm. if if not, I believe it's truly further back as well. And so when you start doing stuff like that too in the womb work, it completely shifts your cycle. It can it, my body totally started to change when I started doing that work. It's this is yeah it, it's 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 profound and beautiful and complex and and multi-dimensional work, but it's also simple. Like yeah. you said, it's coming yeah. back to the body, and I yeah. think that that's, um, you know, it's just.
0: I feel like even just learning about our ancestors could be so healing. Like I think that's where maybe a lot of us are blocked like my housemate and I had this beautiful discussion last night and he researched his family like way back he's got knowledge of like great 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 grandparents and and who they were and I was like whoa Mm -hmm. I only know really back to my grandparents and like maybe my great-grandparents but like I could see how much um, clarity it's it's given to him to really know his roots and I mean, even if we just look at like where we, you know, our ancestors were
1: like Celts for me, Celtic shamanism, even Mm -hmm. I've been really interested in looking at, but that can be so healing. Well, I think that, and that's that's something I'm so interested in, something I've been studying a lot is, is our sense, we have this innate, like longing for belonging as humans. Right. And we have to recognize as well that, you know, depending on your race and your ethnicity and, and your, your lineage and your, um, uh, like all of it, mm-hmm. it's where you live. We want to, as humans, we want to be tied to the land. We want to feel like we belong where mm-hmm. we are. Mm-hmm. So I don't have any Native American blood in my in my in my veins, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that's something I've been noticing too. While I'm so grateful to be here, and I uh, we have to acknowledge the colonial the colonialism aspect yes. as well, um, because that needs to be respected. And I'm I'm grateful for. Um, for being able to live on this land uh, that is not mine, mm-hmm. uh, but I also want to acknowledge the fact that if you are of European es- eth- ethnicity and descent, that there is an innate longing for belonging that's there, that's present. And then the more we can get in touch with our roots, our land, that's where that longing is sort of fulfilled, you mm-hmm. know. And so it doesn't have to be that you move, like for me, mine's in Scandinavian, like to Norway, but. Um, Getting in touch, I've, I've really got done a lot of ancestral work, and I have I work really closely with Odin and Freya. And so, my my Norse shamanism has brought me home to mm. a lot of parts of me. And you're right, like Celtic shamanism. Um, there's a good book actually for you that I'll have to tell you about. Yeah, yeah. if women rose rooted, it's it's um, Ooh. it's about. Yeah. Good title. Yeah. Women Rose Rooted. Yes. I love that. It's incredible. Yeah. Well, I
0: mean, I think just learning about this, you can find real time ways in your immediate environment to integrate. Like, I mean, for the Druids, it was just about Mm -hmm. nature and paganism was about nature as a sacred part. We are nature. Like it's who we are. So as we connect with nature and we take our shoes off and take a walk or like literally hug a tree. Like we're connecting with spirit and ourselves. We're connecting to ourselves when we connect to nature. So I think like the religion of the Druids was
1: just nature-based. It is. Mm -hmm. And that's why shamanism is, if we look at shamanism itself, it is truly a, is just, it's the medicine of humans. Mm -hmm. It's the medicine of being a human on this planet. And so it's the connection to the earth. It's connection to the stars and the fact that we are both and that we are a soul having human experience and so there's shamanism from every culture Mm -hmm. in the world and it's really cool because you can kind of trace the connections and how Mm. they kind of like interacted you know um but you're right it's all nature based because that's this is our home Mm -hmm. that's our first mother you know mother earth and so the interaction with her and the coming home to her and that's why i think every morning the grounding meditation is so powerful um and then like you're right just like I walk barefoot all the time. Yeah. My feet are always dirty. <laughs>
0: well, it's also like you know? having, um, Arlo here, like our, our dogs, our pets, our yeah. family, our animal family. It's like a reminder that we are not separate. And like, when I look at animals and nature tied together, like there's no separation there. And like, we forget that we are, we're like animals. We are. We've just, something happened there. That's a whole nother thing. But yeah, but we are like at our essence. So a part of nature and everything like so beautiful how everything is sustained here like we have shelter food like light everything is in nature yeah Um, and we've just evolved in a funny way to have all this technology here but like yeah that's why I love too that you try to live by candlelight in the evenings and Mm -hmm. just connect to the your circadian rhythm and the the cycles of nature to come back there like I'm sure that's I
1: need to take some notes
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) because yeah technology's been a block for me but
1: you know, it is, yeah, it's going back to those sort of animalistic nat- um, tendencies as well, you know, like even using sound and like, mm-hmm. that's why I love somatic work. And I, yeah. I, I, it's been a profound part of my own healing experience because my nervous system went bonkers, uh, going through this breakup and it's, um, it, it's just all a calling back, calling me back home to my body, you know, but somatic work is incredible because it really tunes into that, the connection with the body and, um, the nervous system, which is quite old as well. Mm. And um, that sort of reptilian brain and all that, and so utilizing your body to show that it's safe and like think about animals like they, you know, they use sound, they use movement to say no. Mm-hmm. You know this, and so for me, it's really creating boundaries with my body and saying pushing out and saying no, mm-hmm. taking up space. So there is so much to be learned from everything around us, and I think it's really there's so many incredible resources now too. It's all yeah. tuning into what feels right for you. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Oh,
0: Allie, I could talk to you for hours. I know. I feel but like we have so much I'm just more. so grateful that we just got to have our little chat. Um. So if people want to work with you or join your like moon ceremonies, you have these beautiful gatherings, like how can they
1: get in touch with you? Yeah. Thank you. So um, Instagram is the best way. That's kind of my, I don't know, like my little, is it cornerstone? Uh-huh. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's, it's my little place of gathering where I put, post a lot of my content and and astrology updates, and uh, then I have, of course, all everything located there. But then I also, um, you can go on my website and book my acuity. And uh, yeah, but Instagram is Ali ofstedal so it's A L I O F S T E D A L. Very Norse, very mm-hmm. Nordic. <laughs> it is uh, yeah. really. But you pronounced it. You did such a good job. I'm so impressed. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Ali ofstedal and um, yeah, it was Excellent. so lovely to be. Love you. There. Thank Love you for being you. here. Like.
0: All right. Thank you again for hanging out with us today. Uh, This was such a sweet episode for me to record because I haven't been doing in-person interviews with my guests pretty much ever, because I started this podcast right before we went into quarantine. So This is a really beautiful kind of transition moment for me, and I hope that a lot more, you know, interviews can be done in person when possible. Feels really good to actually sit with somebody and make eye contact. So um, hit up your friends, go have have a deep conversation with somebody, it feels great. Uh, But I'm hoping that you learn something new about yourself, about women in general, and how you can take another beautiful step toward more deeply healing. And I hope that you understand that you are not alone in whatever experience that you're going through. You're never alone. And I hope you really feel that on a deep level and know that you have community all around you, even if it might not feel like it. We're here. So please connect with us um, on Instagram. That's the best place, of course. Uh, you can find Allie at Ali Ofstedal. Um, she really posts these amazing energetic updates quite often. She's my go-to for that. Whenever we're having a cosmic event or really anything, she's there posting amazing stories and IGTVs. So check her out. And I'm at Helen Denham underscore. My website's HelenDenham.com where you can find blog posts. You can sign up for my self-care Sunday newsletter. You can find links to my music and past podcast episodes. All the good stuff is there. Um, but thank you so much for being here again. I love you and I'll talk to you on Wednesday. Okay, bye.